Hi there, this is Jeff Otis, Senior Wealth Consultant and Partner at Evergreen GovCal, and you're listening to Coffee with Evergreen on the Evergreen Exchange. I hope you enjoy this 10-minute conversation between myself and Investment Committee member Jeff Yulberg. As always, thanks for listening. All right, well, thanks, Jeff, for being here. Uh, like, like I said, we're, we're here with Investment Committee member and partner Jeff Yulberg today, uh, and just going to go through a few quick questions, and, and off we go. So. Question number one, what has been the impact of the Senate runoff in Georgia on markets? Yeah, so that was the the big thing that we were watching earlier in the month to see if the Democrats would be able to flip the Senate and have control of the House and the Senate and the executive branch. And as everyone knows now, it did happen. And both of the senators in Georgia were the Democrats won that race. So I think that going into that, there were certainly some concern uh, how the market would react. Initially, I think people were concerned that that meant imminent tax increases and obviously the market would sell off. But what really happened was this was sort of how we were positioned because we were prepared for this is that the market was really gravitated towards the stimulus that they think will come from that. And what we thought would be a a smaller stimulus package now could be a much larger stimulus package, and we could continue to get uh, good growth and and some much needed liquidity into into the economy. But obviously, that's a little bit uh, you could argue both sides on that whether it's needed or not. But I think the market has reacted to that. They think that that will be good, and and the adage of not fighting the Fed and, and fighting liquidity will will play out. Uh, I think the former concern about taxes was warranted, but if you look at it and how this is broken up. I think it's unlikely that we're going to have a major tax increase in the middle of the recession with the pandemic. But I do think stimulus, you know, the the enthusiasm for the stimulus package is likely overdone, too. There are quite a few senators in that are Democrats that are more conservative leaning and they are not going to sign a blank check and write as much as they as the maybe more progressive uh, Democrats would like. Um, so I think that's that's really where we're going to see how it plays out over the next month. Uh, kind of who wins that debate? Are we going to get a massive stimulus package or are they going to push to increase taxes and how does that play out? Uh, you know, there's senators like Joe Manchin from West Virginia who has leaned much more conservatively and it really just takes one vote with the Senate now at 50-50 to, to kind of direct where we're going. So I think that the enthusiasm on the stimulus is overdone and likely the concern about tax increases in 2021 are overdone as well. Okay. You touched on taxes there. I want to I want to uh, circle back on that topic specifically. Uh, you know, we've all been following for the last year plus the uh, you know the election trail, campaign trail, and now inauguration day. We sit uh, recording this today. Um, let's talk about some of the things that Joe Biden talked about as a as a candidate. You know, uh, potentially raising capital gains tax to thirty nine percent. Uh, maybe getting away, doing away with 1031 exchanges. I think even uh, bringing up the possibility of eliminating like the step up in cost basis uh, at date of death and things like that. So if some of those things are maybe less likely ahead, you know, as you know, now that we have Joe Biden, the president, what do you think could play out on the tax side? Yeah, so I had a, this discussion quite a bit with clients, you know, in December and, and November with with the transition, and should they be making estate planning changes or, or you know pulling income forward into 2019 because of increases in or excuse me 2020 because of increases in 2021? And again, with the Senate being split 50-50, there are senators like Joe Manchin that will not agree to massive tax increases, and even more so, I think it's unlikely that 
the Democratic Party pushes for that. If you go back to 2008 and 2009, you know, Obama didn't raise taxes until 2013. We were in the middle of a recession. 2022 will be here before we know it. So we're going to get midterm elections. And again, if you go back to 2010, Biden was with Obama when they lost the Senate in 2010. And I think that they really want to have a more united House. So I think they're going to do everything that they can the United Congress, excuse me, to keep the House and the Senate the way that it is. So if you look at it, I just don't see a, ma- a massive incentive for the Democratic Party to push for tax increases at this point in time. Uh, so I think on the middle class, uh, I think you're very unlikely to see a, a massive tax increase to anything that Joe was talking about when he was running for president. I think if there is a tax increase, it will likely be to justify a massive stimulus bill. And I think in that environment, if there is, you're most likely looking at corporate tax increase. So we had a big tax cut with the the Trump tax uh, changes that happened in 2017. And I think that's an area that they could look at. But again, then you are impacting corporate earnings, and that will have a a follow through into the market. So I think that that's really unlikely in the next year. Could it happen going into 2022? Possibly. But I don't think people should be planning for big tax increases in 2021. Anything can happen, but I think more likely you are going to get the stimulus and we're not going to see those big increases. So not a lot of uh, planning that we're doing at this point in time uh, broadly saying, oh, gosh, you got to do all these massive changes for those reasons, basically. I mean, I think it's really unlikely that you're going to get a big tax overhaul uh, to get through the Senate. And then beyond that, I don't even think they're going to push for it. So I think stimulus will be the biggest thing and and possibly an infrastructure bill at the end of 2021, and the infrastructure bill that we could get. Now, that could have tax increases. But I think in that environment, you're going to have the pandemic kind of rolling through. You're going to have an open up this summer, the economy on much stronger footing. The markets will be higher. And so I think then they'll be able to justify a smaller increase on the corporate side. There could be an increase on the uh, ultra high net worth individuals at that point as well. But again, I think the broad, the vast majority of U.S. taxpayers are not going to see a broad increase. Yeah, well, the, I, you know, we shall see, right? It's, it's a topic that everyone seems to be addressing right now. We get tons of questions about it. So I appreciate your perspective on that. And as easy as it is, especially because, you know, like I said, we're on Inauguration Day right now, uh, and politics have been just front and center for, for so many months now, uh, you know, obviously in addition to COVID. But other than politics, what else uh, could drive markets ahead? Yeah, so the things that we're watching most closely are obviously, it's hard to say other than COVID, uh, you know, it's the vaccine rollout and how that's happening and any concerns that we see about vaccine uh, efficacy with the mutations that we're seeing take place. Those are the main drivers of the market at this point in time. I think going forward, again, stimulus will be a big talking point on the market. I think you'll get head fakes where we're expected to get a gigantic stimulus bill. And then someone like Joe Manchin says, no, no, I'm not signing off on that. And it rolls back. We've seen that over the last six months. I think that'll continue over the next six months. Uh, But ultimately, I think there will be a larger stimulus bill. And again, that will be positively received by the market. Other things that we're looking at, and it's not so much something that we're concerned about, but but valuations right now are incredibly high. So if we do look into the summer and we get the economy opening up again and earnings don't meet what the market is expecting, that's going to be a major impact for the market. So one thing we're concerned about is the economy really strives, but the public markets don't do as well because they've already kind of pulled that that growth forward. So we've had such a good year in 2020 when the market or when the economy wasn't doing well. Now the economy catches up and you don't see the same rally 
from the from the markets because it's already embedded into the, the prices. So that's not like our highest pri- uh, probability. We don't think that that's the case, and we're going to you know scale back and be all in cash right now because there's no upside in, in public markets. But that is something that we're watching and we want to monitor as we go on. As we get into the end of 2021, we have concerns about inflation, where interest rates are heading. Uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, with the amount of stimulus that has come in since March of 2020, we think it's all but inevitable that there will be inflation, especially, again, as the consumer comes back and starts spending. So if that happens, then I think our, our income uh, portfolios are somewhat exposed, especially our public market income. And you'll hear us talking about potential private market investments here coming forward on the income side. But I think that's an area that we're trying to uh, navigate because in, in the short run, we want to be defensive. But longer term, getting paid the current interest rates that we're getting paid, we don't think it justifies holding them. So it's a little bit of a tightrope act where we want to be defensive in the short run to see how everything works out. But then we also want to kind of rotate out of our ultra high quality safe debt as well and invest in things that will give us more growth as the economy opens up and strengthens. So I, I think it could be a really strong summer if nothing you know, go sideways here with the, the vaccine rollout. But there's quite a few hurdles that we need to get over, as everyone knows, for the next six months or so. Yeah, again, I appreciate your feedback and perspective on that. I mean, it's so interesting uh, for for me working at Evergreen. I'm privy to the discussions of our investment team, and it's nice to get perspectives from all members. You know, you, you may listen to the podcast or subscribe to our our email uh, newsletter that goes out every Friday, and you may hear uh, you know certain views of uh, of thought around markets ahead, and then. Uh, you know, you talk to other investment committee members and you can see there's a really well-rounded team at Evergreen that can spur uh, some pretty good debate internally on, you know, where markets are headed and what to do about it. So, uh, you know, I appreciate your time today. I'm gonna, yeah, I guess well, the only I'm thing gonna, I, would, gonna... I would add real quick, Jeff, is that, you know, I think that a lot of clients have been asking about, well, should we get as defensive as we were rolling into March of 2020? And that's not really what we're saying. I don't know the clients really fully understand or realize how much adjustments we've already made in their portfolios where we've raised cash and we've gotten defensive. We're not back to the point that we were at in March of 2020 or February of 2020 before the market really spilled over. We will be more aggressive to buy into any sell-off. So last year, if you think back, we really didn't start buying until the market was down about 20-25%. I think if the market goes down about 10 or 15%, you'll see us actively start adding risk because we look forward to that next six months in the summer where we think the economy is going to open up and really do well and it'll be positive for markets. So little different than last year. We are defensively positioned. We have raised cash. We have added high-quality securities. But if the market goes down about 10%, I'd, I'd look for our, us to be much more active in the portfolios than we were last year. Yeah, no, I think that's helpful. And I, and I think depending on who's listening to this, right, if you're a client, I mean, obviously, you can just reach out. And, and we have these conversations all the time with our clients just to set expectations of what we're doing, what our strategy is, what moves we're going to make and when, and and what are you know what are going to drive, uh, drive those decisions. If you're in the, in the industry or independent investor that just follows us for market insights and and some of that, you know, obviously, you know, if, if you have the interest in working with Evergreen, you can feel free to reach out. Uh, we're happy to talk about our strategies as well. Uh, I'm going to finish here with a bonus question, uh, which could be significant for some. Uh, but what are what is your prediction for this weekend's AFC NFC Championship games? Uh, I am I'm going with what I think are the two best quarterbacks in the game. So I'm going to go with Mahomes, even though I think he's banged up and, and will likely play. If he doesn't play, I'm going to, I'm going to switch to Allen or to the bills. So that's a little caveat. It's only Wednesday. I read that he practiced right before we got into this. Um, so if he doesn't play, I'm switching to the bills and then I'm going to take the Packers because I think Rogers is playing just too good 
and uh, will be tough to beat. So those are my All right. such valued predictions. So Chiefs, Chiefs Packers, Super yeah. Bowl. That's you heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate your time today and look for more of these ahead. So thanks, thanks Jeff. Jeff. Talk soon.